0: Uh, One of the big things is for me is obviously I want to be successful in whatever way I define it, you know, even beyond just monetary success. Um, But then taking that and giving back to the communities that have supported me along the way and that I care about. So those have been companies that I look up to because I see the way that they're giving back. And I am very inspired by that.
1: Welcome to the Stakeholders Podcast, the show where we try to answer the question, what's at stake? We dive into how an organization's pursuit of their objectives affect or are affected by the people. Our guests come from the private industry, government, education, and more to discuss how they manage with their stakeholders in mind to achieve long-term success. Today we're joined by Angelina Godinez, a young leader, a student, an intern, and an entrepreneur. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different since Angelina is currently in school and she is getting her bearings in uh, the position that she's trying to achieve. So it is going to be based a little bit more about her growth as a leader uh, rather than already being an established leader, which is always important to learn about. And Angelina, thank you so much for being on the show today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do?
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. So I was born and raised in the Chicagoland area and I'm a second-generation Mexican-American and I've just completed my first year at the University of Wisconsin-Madison with a major in management and human resources as well as marketing and I am pursuing a sustainability certificate. I'm currently wrapping up my spring internship with Evolution Marketing, a woman-owned Wisconsin-based sustainability marketing consulting firm. In June I will be starting a sustainability analyst internship through Voice, an organization out of California Building a global community of educated sustainability analysts. And then in the fall, I will be a research assistant at the Learning and Transfer Lab in the Department of Sociology. In my spare time, I enjoy volunteering at my local food pantry. And since the past fall, I've begun volunteering at the Farmland Project, an organization fighting against food insecurity and food waste. And so for my career, I'm hoping to pursue a sustainable business. And my passion for business sparked in high school when, upon taking a business class and doing a Shark Tank simulation and winning with my product, I decided to continue starting to try um, starting a business at the age of 14, which did not go as planned. But it was a really, really great learning experience and networking experience. And I've used that passion and entrepreneurial spark to kind of motivate my academic career now.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I I remember doing one of those Shark Tank pitch uh, meetings types of (laughs) things. Uh, in university as well. And it was pretty exciting to be talking yeah. to the judges and to be, um, it's also nerve wracking, I feel like.
0: <laughs> Very.
1: <laughs> well what, what was the product that you pitched to them?
0: So it was a travel pillow for like airplanes or subways or cars that had a backing to it. So it had the neck pad like for support and also a backing for head support. Um, And I was hand sewing them because I've been sewing since a very young age. And, you know, there's just a lot more that goes into a business than creating a travel pillow, which is something I had to learn.
1: (laughs) Right. And I think that's one thing that unfortunately a lot of new entrepreneurs don't know. They just think it is, uh, you know, you open up a storefront and you can just start selling stuff without a plan. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) yeah so it's actually really really exciting that um that you understand that
0: (laughs) yes and now I use that to motivate me to learn and continue learning so I was like okay there's a lot that I need to learn and now I'm hoping that you know through the university I can learn those things and maybe one day try again
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely business (laughs) exactly there's so many times that uh, unfortunately and fortunately that you are going to fail and learn from that so Mm -hmm it's just part of the process. Yep. <laughs> and and what made you get into sustainability? What inspired you for that?
0: Yeah, so the sustainability switch actually came from taking AP environmental science and learning about like modern industrial agriculture and that's when I started to look more at like my food supply and the supply chain and thinking back to where it's going to and I switched to vegetarian and at that point I had a very surface level understanding of what sustainability was and in my mind it was mostly just environmental based but through my education um, and the classes i've chosen at university of wisconsin madison and then also through my internship with evolution marketing i've come to develop a much more holistic and better understanding of what sustainability entails so social sustainability as well as environmental sustainability um, and also keeping them that economic viability at, you know as a business there there um, has to be that as well so kind of learning about the intersectionality of those and how business can operate within it and that's how i decided that i want my focus to be that i want to be an agent of change for a positive force in this world um, and caring about the environment and the people within it.
1: Right. And I think being an agent of change is very important. Do you have any companies um, or anyone that's inspired you um, to get into this sort of business?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely through my internship, seeing Evolution Marketing operate like carbon neutral and just completely holistically sustainab- like, sustainable has been really eye-opening because a lot of the barriers that I've found when trying to explore sustainable business is just the more normalized structure of like, you just can't have sustainability in business or the idea that it's an expense and that it's like not worth it sometimes is what I've come across as a mindset. But the more that I learned, the more that I realized, well, actually like the long-term effects of sustainable initiatives in a company, like your profitability can benefit from that. And as well as like, your overall like longevity of your business, like if you want to be running in 10-15 years. Um, so I think having those experiences and being able to see that like hands on and like real world examples has been really rewarding. Um, and then also companies, just like Patagonia or even like Ben and Jerry's, who have very strong social missions as well, and are trying to like give back to these communities. That's definitely been an inspiration for me because uh, one of the big things is for me, is obviously I want to be successful in whatever way I define it, you know, even beyond just monetary success. Um, But then taking that and giving back to the communities that have supported me along the way and that I care about. So those have been companies that I look up to because I see the way that they're giving back. And I am very inspired by that.
1: Yeah, Patagonia has a special place in my heart. So I completely understand that. Um, But yeah, giving back to the community is so crucial um and i think that i I was just talking to someone recently that they're trying to expand their business and they don't want to lose the high production that they're doing in their local communities because that's going to kind of ruin the entire point of what they're doing Mm -hmm. it's really interesting um but you actually already mentioned a couple of your stakeholders and, and i really Uh, I like to kind of like hear you out. I know that you may not be as uh, educated on this subject as many others, but I still kind of like want to hear your thoughts on this and see where you're at. Have you ever done any stakeholder mapping of your own stakeholders?
0: You know, I haven't yet, but I think it would be a really rewarding experience and help me better visualize the broad web of connections in my life and that my actions are impacting. So it's definitely something that I... I hope to do so.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's definitely something that I recommend everyone does on their own personal uh, time as well for their own personal life. Um, you know, when, when I started like drawing it out, it's just a very basic exercise where you're in the center and you start branching out. And it was really interesting to just kind of think about all the people within these groups. Uh, at work or, uh, you know, at family, maybe someone at the store that you don't interact with, but, you know, you affect them. Um, It was such a simple exercise to just get you to kind of, to get me at least, uh, to kind of branch out a little bit. And and it was really helpful for me. So I recommend it and I'm glad that you're planning to do that. Um, Have you, have you like thought about who your primary stakeholders are at this point in your life?
0: Yeah. So From the perspective as like a Mexican-American student, I started thinking about stakeholders and considering my academic peers and the Latina community because I strive to benefit them. And like I said, give back. I would consider them stakeholders. And then also just as an individual who aims for that holistic sustainability that I was talking about in my lifestyle and my actions, I think I'd also consider just all beings, human and non-human, and the natural world as a whole to be my stakeholders Um, because I'm trying to recognize that my actions have widespread effects, and that's why it's important to me that I'm a responsible and conscious consumer, and, you know, that's impacted my diet choices, um, my purchasing choices, Um, and I try to keep that impact of my decisions in mind, and so right now, too, as a college student, I want to have a positive impact on my campus at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, so I think I'd also claim that as a stakeholder, Um, and that's motivated me to become more involved in several of the sustainability um, an ethical business or sustainable and ethical business clubs on campus.
1: Yeah. I think those are all very, very valid stakeholders. I, I think that um, you definitely kind of want to break them up into like primary and secondary. That way you can actually uh, focus on the people that you want to impact the most um, because at the end of the day, we we can't uh, focus on everybody. Um and it is a great goal. And and I really agree with your, your statement about where, um, you know, our actions impact a lot of people and the environment is kind of affects everybody. I mean, that, that, that is just the truth, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But breaking it down, I think definitely be beneficial um, just to have that kind of distinction.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and <clears throat> I think it's great that you're thinking about these. Do, do you think that, these are stakeholders that you're going to maybe see change in your life? Like maybe you're going to go down a path um, in your career that, or or maybe not even go down a different path, but do you foresee in like five years from now, after you graduated and you've started working in your career, that some of these may not be as important or, you know, have as much uh, stakeholdership in your life?
0: Yeah. So thinking about the progression of my stakeholders, Um, I was considering my upcoming internship role as a sustainability analyst at Voice because I think that's going to give me the opportunity to reach a broader base of young adults whose primary means of information is social media. And so Voice's mission is to prepare reviews by educated sustainability analysts on a wide variety of products to create a strong database for consumers to refer to. And its mission is to build corporate sustainability and transparency. So it's important that we're bringing attention to these reviews through social media like LinkedIn or TikTok and Instagram. So because our target is Gen Zers who like hold accountability for businesses as a major value in choosing which companies to purchase from and or to work for, uh, I see this group as um, my, probably being one of my upcoming primary stakeholders as we continue to educate and recruit Gen Z sustainability analysts. But I also see it evolving as my career progresses because in sustainable business, I think that the age range of groups that I hope to impact will broaden. And so whether it be communicating the importance of sustainability with older generations to implement company-wide change or recruiting younger generations to contribute to the company's sustainable culture, uh, I see myself broadening my stakeholders just from Gen Zers. Uh, I do think, though, that Gen Zers will continue to be a crucial stakeholder in my career path just because of the impact that this generation's already had on business standards and the strong ethical values that are held and then the change that's demanded because of them.
1: What are these new standards that uh, you believe they've set?
0: Yeah. So I think it's an overall shift in the workforce. And I think Gen Z has just been a strong force within it in pushing the idea of wanting to work for a business that has a positive impact on its community and some kind of you know, positive impact on society versus just its sole like business mission. And I think that brings in like corporate social responsibility, which is growing a lot. Um, And then, you know, even from a social end, like the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, and just overall, um, like the Me Too movement as well, and having and calling out some of our more normalized structures, especially in the workplace, where it can be a very gendered space. I think that Gen Z has been a big contributor in trying to break down those more normalized, um, you know, barriers and, you know, maybe sexism in the workplace, um, things like that. So I think that's really great to see. And then also from an environmental standpoint, uh, I think there's a stronger focus on sustainability. And even for those who aren't like actively, like, campaigning to bring sustainability to the workforce I think within this generation there's an understanding of at least what sustainability is and not denying it and understanding that there is some kind of impact that we're having on the world so I think that's interesting that we're starting to see that um, especially within our generation where maybe in some of the prior ones it might have still been some denial or some or sustainability as a debate topic almost if that makes sense.
1: Yeah no it absolutely absolutely does and, and i think that some of the more extreme uh climate change factors that have been happening have allowed even some of the older generations to switch their stance on this stuff mm-hmm. which which is great uh in in a really terrible way
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yep the the impacts are are coming through and i think that's influenced um a lot of mentality so
1: now yeah. it's
0: just a, we get the change Continuing and <laughs> growing.
1: So. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who's uh, lived in California for you know about 15 years now. You know, we, we like to believe that this amount of fire has always happened, but you look at the science, and, and no, they didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and it's and it's so, it's a complex web of so many things that impact one another, and like how we've mentioned, you know, just the intersectionality of it all. So it, it's it's interesting in its own, um, little way.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but you're right. Gen Z does bring, uh, this knowledge already, uh, which is great. A- Angelina, I like to ask this question of all my guests. Um, it always brings out such interesting answers. And I'm really curious, um, like your view on this so far in your life. And there is this principle called the separation fallacy. It's basically the idea that a business decision can not possibly make for a good ethical decision and a good ethical decision can not possibly make for a good business decision. Now, I don't think you uh, believe that this is true. I think that you believe it's false. It's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said so yourself, but I kind of want to like see if you've experienced this in your life so far and how you've interacted with the people that maybe th- told you to do something unethical for the sake of profit?
0: Yeah, and I think this is a super interesting question because as someone who's trying to pursue sustainable business and the whole idea of, you know, sustainable business and holistic sustainability and people, planet, profit, um, obviously, in that sense, I would disagree and be like, no, a business decision can be ethical. Um, But then, you know, I've also taken like a sociology it's a community and environmental sociology class where we discuss the sustainability of business and then take a deeper dive into like at the end of the day can our capitalism and like this form of our economy ever truly be sustainable and I think that kind of brings in the ethics of it too and so that's kind of a an idea that I've explored through my classes and it's really interesting to see and just think about like is there a way even within this structure that we have to not exploit and to, to not target vulnerable communities? Um, You know, because we are operating under a capitalist economy right now in the U.S. and just thinking about that chain of impacts and how it goes beyond the U.S. and it goes to every worker that's creating these products and then, you know, how we're building competition. We always want the lowest price and we always want, you know, best quality, lowest price, and how we're going to get that without any form of exploitation or, um, you know, or just targeting communities that we find vulnerable because we can use them to achieve these goals. So I think it is an interesting question that at the end of the day, how truly ethical can we get within this form of our economy and our institutions that we have right now, Um And even then ethics, you know, thinking about all the systemic inequalities that are still within our institutions. I think that's also something to consider um, and how we can actually get to a truly ethical point when it comes to our business decisions, because like we've been saying, they're all interconnected. Um, So I think it, it, it does impact each other.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's very well put. And Angelina, again, I want to thank you for being a guest on the show today. It's been a pleasure talking with you, a young leader, a leader in the making. And do you have any final thoughts for us before we sign off today?
0: Yeah, I guess I'll just end on the note. I do think that sustainable business has the power to change the way that we operate and maybe some of these institutions that are normalized right now and not benefiting the planet and the people within it. I think that by using business as a force for good and striving for better business, that we can um, eventually create a just and equitable world for all.
1: Again, very well put, Angelina. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And I'll see the rest of my listeners in the next episode.